Fucking bro, Lillian, way better than Lil. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast, boys and girls. We're your hosts, shit. Eric and Jesse. <laughs> I was no. gonna segue that hype into the fight. Absolutely no, uh, no context for that one. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to make it sound better. It just sounds bad. There's no, there's no fixing it. It's a waste of breath to try and do so. Yeah. We can just go ahead and move on. What was our second episode? Like, do you remember what we talked about on our second episode? We're trying to do this whole, like, cyclical meme. Um, We were talking about, like, hey, yeah, we tried doing outside again. Fuck that. That's all I remember. Well, if we try to do uh, our show outside today, our shit would have definitely been ruined because it oh, is yeah. just stormy. Oh, yeah. Um, Progress on the basement. It hasn't leaked yet, though. Thank you, Flex Seal. <laughs> Your dad is just less racist Irish John Tron. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta get the paste for the outside, and then we get the aerosol for the indoors. That's so fucking stupid. Um, no, nah, dude, he just loves his son. He's trying to get us a f- fucking sponsorship deal. <laughs> I'm I'm excited about the the project that we're working on for yeah. the next season, I guess, of the podcast. That's going to be for fun. sure. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that's what we were kind of talking about the in our second episode, right? Just starting this again? Yeah, just, no, I think we were just talking about, like, art stuff. I don't know. We tried to do art yeah, stuff for no, about, we, like, we 10, were on the art minute, shit like for 10 minute, episodes. For sure. Yeah. Uh, was the th- yeah? Because the third one was the Ben Simmons one, right? Was that yeah. when I was that when I went full basketball rant? Okay. Yeah. Fuck me. I don't know. We're we're gonna let Jesse go ahead and just look up that episode really quick because I'm assuming that's what he's doing. That is exactly what I'm yeah. doing. But yeah, no, it, it's we were on the art thing for a minute. It sucked. A year we're later, more. we're like, we're on another art thing. This other art thing is way better than this. And we gave up on this art thing a while ago. Yeah. Like the second we started making it back towards ours, because like, guys, we've got nothing else. Every week, it's just the same, same, but different, but not all that different. Because we've definitely recycled a bunch of topics. Yeah. It would be really funny if uh, the trial happened earlier. Because then that would make sense as to how, like, wow, you guys had this for, like, four episodes in a row. If it was, like, the middle two and immediately reflected into the next two, it would be like, oh, they planned it. But we're not that big brain. We're no. so small brain that we had to talk about Johnny Depp and Never Heard for, like, in total, I want to say, like, six episodes. I'm sure it was longer than six. Yeah, no, I mean, there was, there, like, there was a streak was like of four only, or five. That was like the came only fucking, that was the only, like, topical thing that we both kept up with. It was like that in the Ukrainian war that was going on. Yeah, and, and one then, of like, those things is uh, not something you want to spend an hour a week yeah, talking it, about. Yeah, it's like, I, 
I don't know. I, I we can both have opinions on on like that war. Like we can both definitely have our own opinions on on what's going on in Ukraine and everything, but at the end of the day, I don't think either of us wanted to spend an hour talking about it or uh Yeah, we neither of us wanted to spend an hour talking about that shit and just be sad yeah. face. Yeah, like the fucking 20 minute half an hour segments we would do on it was painful enough yeah there's just no and way it would to just make like that put us like in a, a mood episode. for the rest of the day yeah yeah that's why we had to, to end like when that happened yeah we started ending it because we were like bro we fucked up and started sad boy and then we had to recover and like yeah fake our there's way no out of recovery it. we there's could no recovery. not do that shit no there's yeah, no actually way. no chance the second one was ben simmons the third one was uh the one where we talk about friendship ah fuck so, me okay yeah almost done perfectly right but the general idea is still there so it's fine i don't know it it goes with the theme of this fucking podcast where it's just mostly unplanned scuffed and bullshit yeah i mean that was the goal from the get-go just to do it for a year and just kind of play it make by it as year. scuffed as possible yep oh man i'm just i'm honestly just trying to stall for your dad to start screaming again <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I'm just football is going on right now. I don't even know if it's the NFL or if it's, it's Bears just season. Oorah! No, no, it's the oh, Bears. It's Bears. It's Bears. Bro, come on! You know they play in the snow. That you you know that means football starting now. Yeah, that's fair. No, they they could start in like October. They could, but yeah. Uh, I read I read this article this morning. Where the Bears, because uh, you know how they, they're they moving to Arlington Heights? Oh, was that actually made official? Because the last yeah. I heard, it was still in talks. Yeah, I believe that it, it has been made official. That they're moving to, to Arlington Heights to the, uh, the racetracks. Okay, well, I'm um, going to have to look into some Yeah, fucking... but like, you're you're looking at like four or five years down the line, though. Because there's yeah. it, it, the lease on Soldier Field. Or Soldier, yeah, yeah Soldier Field is not going to be up until then but right. they're like oh but that man, means we're gonna, gonna build have this five billion dollar stadium right they're like yeah. oh man we're gonna build this five billion dollar stadium but that's not enough money so we need public funding now i'm like actually fuck off yeah for sure if you need public funding to build your your football stadium keep that shit at soldier field keep renting i don't want to pay yeah. taxes for us to just keep losing that like football games yeah for sure if we were the Patriots and they were like, oh, we're going to need taxpayer money to fund a new stadium, I'm going to be like, Tom Brady might be gone, but I trust Coach Bilichick enough to be like, we're going to get at least one in the next 10 years. Right. Yeah, for sure. I just think it was so funny how when they traded Brady, they're like, was it the coach or the players? Like, guys, the, the I'm not saying the coach is insignificant. The coach is like a huge reason why like players communicate and stuff together, and that's great. But when you take that talent out of the heart of the team and put it somewhere else it's you're not gonna win again right away it's, it's gonna those, take time it's one of those conversations though that is really hard to um it, it's kind of hard to come to a conclusion it, because like you don't know what would have happened to tom brady if tom brady played the majority of his career under a different coach. Like you don't right. know if another coach could have brought that talent out of him. Right? Yeah. Right. And it's a, uh, I'd like to believe that a player with that amount of just natural skill and talent 
would become that player regardless of what franchise he played for. But right. yeah, I think the coach does play a, a much bigger role in football than they do in any other sport. Right. Yeah, because the, like, the, I know when I think about it, I always forget it like playbooks are a thing and like that mental needs to go into it along with the mental of like, you know, play while half your fucking fingers are broken in a single game, like Dick Buckus and that kind of shit where you play through the pain for the team and fucking oorah shit. Um, But yeah, no, like having to memorize an entire playbook and make sure everyone's always on the same page. And then the quarterback, you know, having to communicate with the head coach and all the other like the offensive coordinators and all that shit during the game live and making the calls, agreeing, disagreeing, fucking doing something different last second. Like that's all like on them, but you know, they, they marinate like Tom Brady was there, like becoming even better with this coaching staff and whatever behind them. And you know, that helped them just for later and it became who he is. So, like, after he had all that time and he left New England, it's like, guys, New England's not going to win like they were winning. Like, you can't make the argument that, you know, all those years that Brady was working with this guy, that someone else in their first year under Belichick is going to, like, go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, especially if they're bringing in, like, a veteran QB, too. Because at yeah. that point, it's like, there's so many learned tendencies that you have to unlearn in order to play right. that system. Yeah. Um. Because and you know they were the not going it, to trade Brady for a fucking rookie. I don't think they traded him. I think Brady just fucking left. Oh, did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just free agency. Maybe. But the whole thing is, football is much more of a systems game. I think every single coach has their own distinct offensive style that they, they formulate with their offensive uh, coordinator. And uh, you can run set plays. Like, you can run the same play over and over again because that's just the offensive formation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in basketball, it's a lot more free flowing. So, like, the coach has much less control of what's happening on the court. Um, right. Because, like, you know, you, you can't, it's much harder to read a defense in basketball. Yeah. So, like, and there's if no someone, break between yeah, every play. Yeah. So, everything is very, very free flowing. And at that point, like, I think that a coach in basketball is much more a I guess the only way that I can say it is like they um, manage the egos on the team yeah they're not really yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like you might have a couple set plays here and there that you're just like hey you know what if we're really in a pinch let's run this play because we know we can get a couple right. of points off of this one but for the yeah. most part if you're coaching like a, a super team you know like you have three four players that are just superstar status. There has to be someone there that can manage those egos because all of those dudes are used to being the guy on their team. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Managing the ball hogs to like be team players and, and not that, just that's that's one thing that uh man, I don't want to do two episodes of basketball talk, but I'm just gonna make my Phil Jackson point real quick. Uh but that's why Phil Jackson is considered one of the best coaches, because while he never had to develop the talent. Because by the time that he got to Chicago, Michael Jordan was already Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen right. was well on his way to being Scottie Pippen. Right. Um, but Doug Collins, who was the coach before um, Phil Jackson, just didn't know how to manage the clashing egos. 
Mm. Um, and then, you know, the second three-peat, they threw in Dennis Rodman, who is, like, just a fucking head case. Right. So you needed someone that uh, that knew how to challenge each player and also manage expectations and time and make sure that there was as little resentment amongst the stars as possible. Yeah. Uh, Figure out kinda, what works for each person. Yeah, and then he, he went on to, to do that with uh, Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Oh, really? Yeah. So, hey, he, he got pretty fucking lucky with his career. He yeah, from for the sure. Bulls straight to the Lakers. That's, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, the I guess the opposite of that would be like, uh, Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, what's up? Oh, you don't hear the screaming? No. It was definitely <laughs> happening. Oh, man. That's going to be... Leave it in. Don't noise yeah. cancel it. Oh, I, okay. All right. All right. Leave it in. Right. Leave it in. Okay. Um, but like Greg Popovich, uh, I, I would say that like throughout his entire the tenure... Spurs? Yeah. Throughout his entire tenure... With San Antonio, he has really only coached two superstar players. Duncan. Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. I think those are the only mm. two players that you can legitimately say were superstars in the league. Mm. Um, every other player that is a, now considered a Hall of Famer inside of... Uh, inside of that, that came from the Spurs, they were all right. very, very low picks. Like I think Tony Parker was pick number 30. And Manu mm. Ginobili was picked like 56 or some shit like that. But both of them are now cons- widely considered like some of the greatest foreign players to ever play in the NBA. And um, one some, part of it is like Popovich had to know, um, had to do the scouting. So he had to like look at these players and they were like, oh, okay. And he did that I, himself? I see something. It was him and um, back then... Uh, this GM named R.C. Buford. It was those two. Those two like scouted and did everything. Tim yeah, Duncan. I thought the I thought the coaches always put that on someone else to like go to yeah. these places and check them out. Yeah, but um, like Tim Duncan was the sh- surefire, right? Like he was right. the consensus number one draft pick the year that he came into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. And Kawhi Leonard, a lot of scouting had to go in. Like Kawhi Leonard, when he was drafted, people really didn't have that many expectations for him. They were kind of just like, yeah, he's he's fine. He's just a guy. Right. And um, so, like, yeah, Popovich had to develop talent, whereas uh, Phil Jackson kind of just managed egos. Anyways, Sports Talk Radio is over. Um, I guess we can talk about art again, right? I mean, we can. If we want, we can talk about friendship. <laughs> Since you just got him out of order, yeah, we might as well do the whole friendship talk thing. Friends are friends are friends are friends are friends. That's my segment. I don't even know what that's from. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we were talking about when we were talking about friends. Wasn't it? Wasn't that the whole conversation? I think it was the day I fucked up the recording, and you're like. You need friends to tell you when you fuck up. Those are the real ones. <laughs> if I remember correctly, was that I think it? that's what that one was. Yeah, I think I think it was that one. Where it's just like, you want friends that hold you accountable for your own bullshit. Yeah. I still stand by that. Nothing has changed. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think anything would from there. That's just kind of a rule. 
it's not something that like you don't want your friends to be yes men. Look at what I happened don't know, sometimes, to Logan Paul. Sometimes I do want friends that are yes men. Right, but it, like, uh, you don't want no. those to be like the people closest to you with everything you do, because then you don't yeah, actually know yeah. what you're doing anymore. Yeah. The power dynamic of being friends with a celebrity has to be really fucked up. Yeah, dude. I don't know how they do it. Like, just... just. I, I'm sure it gives the celebrities, though, like, some sense of, like, grounded, like, oh, my God, this is what it's like to be a real person. And like, No, no, people... no. I. But the thing is, I don't think a lot of them have people that keep them grounded. Because if they oh. did, most of these people wouldn't fuck up. Mm, I see what you mean. Because all the people who were friends, as they got more famous, they were just like, hey, man, can you? And they were just like trying to like fucking scavenge the crumbs of fame that dropped from this person and like use them for. Yeah. Can and you it's get not me a that. picture and an autograph for your co-star? Well, it's not just that, though. It's like. It's hard to say no to someone when they're funding your lifestyle because it's like if if you're that close to someone right right and you continue staying close with them well into their wealth and well into their fame they start you know maybe they're paying you to do something for them or maybe they're just like you you guys are so close with each other that they're they're paying for for you to live close by them or they're helping out your family in some way once it gets to that point it's so hard for you as the person that's receiving all of that to be like, no, dude, you're fucking up right now because you're worried that like, if I piss Mm. them off, you know? Yeah. Never thought of it like that. Um, From the perspective of the friends, like I understand why so many of them become yes men, but I also have to question like, how did you let your friendship become that transactional? You get what I mean? Yeah, like the it's Mr. Like, Beast crew? No, I, I feel like the Mr. Beast crew is fine. They all hold each other accountable for their own bullshit. It's more like the David Dobrik crew, where it's like... Ah, yeah. Because he also it, does the giveaway shit, right? Yeah, but a lot of it is they... Almost kill each of, other with heavy construction equipment. It's just like, because of how much money they make, and because mm-hmm. of how much money everybody was making from this situation, like mm-hmm. nobody really wanted to be the guy that just went like, hey, let's not fucking do this dumb shit. Let's not right. ruin each other's lives. Yeah. Uh, because they all just kind of fueled each other's fame. And I don't know. It just got really, really gross. It's right. always really gross with those kind of like vlog groups. Yeah. Um, and then like you see it a lot too in, in athletes, like superstar athletes, um, or not even superstar athletes, but mainly like... Pro- just professional athletes. The above average yeah. sports players. Yeah. The one uh, whose name you hear like 10 years later and you're like... Oh, yeah, Oh, what guy. happened to him? Yeah. yeah. Like, what happened to him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. Because I think, I think we've had this conversation many times before of like money changes people. Mm-hmm. And like you've you've recently experienced that a bit, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I'd like to say that money doesn't change everyone, but I don't think that's true. It just changes people to different degrees in different ways. Yeah. Like, I can't guarantee that I would not be an asshole if I was just like a billionaire. I can't guarantee right. it. Yeah. Because I think especially when you start looking into, like, when you're poor, you look at everything as just like the amount, right? And it's like, oh, man, this thing is like 20 bucks. Fucking yikes. Jeez, that's a lot and whatever. And, like, you feel every one of those dollars. But once you're, like, making crazy money and everything's just percentages, like, all of a sudden it's just those, like, double-digit percentages of whatever things. So, like, your taxes and stuff just become this, like, oh, God, so much and whatever. It's like, you realize how much you're still taking home, right? You realize what that dollar amount is, like... And that's kind of obscene and it like having that much taken out of it doesn't really affect you all that much at the end of the day because you can still live like this, but just maybe you can't have a third. No, what I mean is like it shifts your perspective of, of, uh, it shifts your perspective of things, not in terms of value. It's, it's more in terms of like how you view people because people start treating you differently once you, you start making a certain Mm. amount of money. Yeah. Um, it's like if you make six figures, but you're not making like high six figures. Like if you if you're making like a hundred thousand, hundred and twenty thousand dollars, you're very very comfortable. You know, right. like you you don't don't start complaining about being broke all the time. It's kind of right. like you can you can go out and eat wherever you want and not really have to worry about it. Yeah. Um. Once you start making like five hundred thousand dollars and up. That that's when you like you know, that's when money starts changing you, right? That's yeah, when guaranteed. people start. That's when people start being uh, a little bit more showboaty with their wealth. Yeah, it's like oh, I can afford to drive the luxury cars now, right? Um, and I think I think there's a little there's there's the threshold point where it's like between five hundred thousand dollars and like 10 million dollars as your net worth or like your your annual income that's kind of when people start acting a fool when yeah. it comes to like showing off wealth because once you reach like the upper echelons of wealth where i'm talking about billionaires people that are bringing in just like obscene amounts of money right they don't that- want to show off their wealth anymore they're just like i can do whatever the fuck i want right and they would prefer being less famous Except for Elon Musk, because fuck him. Right. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, the differences go from, like, you know, under 100K is like, yeah, you know, I, I, I take my uh, my kid, you know, I, I take my kid Jackson to his birthday party at, like, Chuck E. Cheese. 500,000 is just like, oh, yeah, you know, my, my son turned eight, uh, so we went to Nobu. It's like, fucking... All right, yeah, you can, I guess. He's not a kid, but like, you know, he's never going to have to worry about food a day in his life. And like, yeah, what is? It's just a birthday. It doesn't need to be a fucking. It doesn't wedding have to engagement that. or something to be at yeah. Nobu. That's kind of crazy. And then you get to Elon Musk. He's like, yeah, my kid, whatever the fuck his name is, spelled and pronounced. Uh, I just. Gave him a flamethrower mounted to the car that I made. But it's like, 
one of the boxcars, but none of it's plastic. Like, it's all real metal. It's all engines. And he just has, like, a little demolition derby car that everyone, like, wanted yeah. to have when they were eight. Except he has it now. It's like, dude, that was literally only imagination when we how like full metal not plastic not like those hummers wild but it's, it's like also just, like you you hear that like change in like name and shit too where it's just like my son is just like oh he needs to like stand out more or whatever the fuck i need to flex my brain because i'm a white dude from africa that i think a like company the whole, that's on uh, fucking that's just surviving on the government's money and not my own. I'm just going to name him some coding shit. No, it like the entire existence of Elon Musk is just so fucking frustrating, bro. He's yeah. he literally lives off of selling you an idea of the possibility of something happening. Yeah. Like he literally is selling you the imagination of a child. Like that's that's it. That's literally all it is. Yeah. And you have a bunch of finance bros just huffing up, literally huffing his shit fumes. Dude, it's so crazy. There's cryptocurrencies as like, yeah, our existence is to get noticed by Elon Musk. And then like, if he tweets at us, like our value will skyrocket to so, the like, rocket. Or everyone, to the moon, boys. No, dude, there's literally like a crypto coin where it's just like, hey, everyone that buys into this crispo, crispo, crypto, uh, <laughs> Dude, all right. The official <laughs> cryptocurrency of the Golden Hour Coffee Cast, Crispo Coins. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Yeah, no. Like uh, everyone who buys into this, like all this money will be going into bot- building a statue of Elon Musk at in front of this place doing this thing or whatever. And, like once we build the statue, we're gonna send him pictures of the statue, and then he'll tweet at us. And then the value of the coin will explode. Like, I am not bullshitting. This crypto coin actually exists. I forget what it's called, but they, like, the people who launched this shit on their website have, like, the intro video as, like, what this coin is, what's the point, why you should buy it. And it's just that. It's just that. The muskies are really <laughs> out here, huh? Yeah, dude. The muskies have the craziest notice me senpai energy I've no, ever dude, fucking experienced in real life. And these are the same fuckers life. that are like, K-pop stands are toxic. I'm like, you guys are just K-pop stands. K-pop stands could have found Bin Laden. You guys can't find the person you're simping after. Who's one of the most public figures no, in the world. Uh, there, is, there is that one dude that built the Twitter bot that tracks Elon Musk's uh, private jet. That shit's so funny. Oh my god. That's absurd. Um, he built he built the bot, and Elon Musk is like, "I will give you fifty thousand dollars to take this bot down." And he's like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> this is staying up until you sit down with the with me for like a face to face interview." He's like, "Otherwise, this is going to keep staying up." That's hilarious. And he yeah. went from that to cease and desist. Probably, I don't know. Elon Musk is just a frustrating person. And I, I I hate I hate people that uh if there's one person on the, the planet if there's one person on the planet who like use their child to like experiment with like human augmentation, it's Elon. 
Ah, okay. Elon, there are plenty of people. There are plenty of Chinese people that would definitely do that too. Yeah, but like Elon would be like, no, 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 my son transforms into a Tesla, so it's energy efficient. Jesus. And it's powered by sugar. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't, I don't. You know. You know this is fact. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to fight that Because he's the one dude who has the money to pay for those surgeries. And I'm not like, This is why I one. named you Coding. This is the, your name pronounced correctly. Is Skynet. And or backwards <laughs> is like the master shutdown in case things go wrong. Ah, uh, God Wait, that's it. actually just a fucking think, just, Superman just thinking, villain. Just thinking about him just pisses me off. Like, I... I just don't think that one person should have all that wealth. Yeah. And if you're going to have all as that Lord wealth... And, as our Lord and Savior Kanye said, no one man should have all, should that, have all that power. <laughs> I think the craziest <laughs> shit is that Kanye West is also a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it tends to happen when you have that crazy of an influence and you sell a $5 t-shirt for fucking $97. Yeah. The the descent into madness that Kanye has experienced over the course of the past couple of years has just been really sad to watch. Because mm-hmm. he, he was a... I think he was one of the most relatable rappers for people that grew up in our in our like area. Okay, let's be real. Not our area. No, 100% like, our area. Because it, it's this idea of like you wanting to do this thing, but you just don't belong there. He went to art school. He was the dude that was dra- dressing like a prep kid with those like pastel pink polos. Mm. Like the rap community made him feel like an outcast. But his entire message was all like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about me. I am going to be unapologetically me. And I'm going to keep doing things the way that I believe they should be done. And his mom reined him in and then he lost her. And now we have this Kanye. It comes back to that whole thing of like just having yes men around you. Yeah. Um, because at some point, if the friends around him were really his friends, they would have just said, dude, go get your shit checked. Like, keep, right. you, get your, just stay in check, my dude. Like, you're freaking the fuck out right now. You're going through some right. shit and you are not, you're not letting yourself grieve. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's sad to see, because like I said, the, the Kanye West was, was definitely an artist that everybody could kind of relate to, because I think every single, every single person that has gone through adolescence and teenage and their teenage years has always felt this sense of like not belonging anywhere. You're, you're always Mm. searching for, for like validation of some sort. And, uh, yeah, but I think that that's kind of like where like th- those new shoes or whatever kind of comes in. And it's like, oh, this is like the end game of it. Because what he found was League of Legends and he made Kaisa shoes. Because that's Shut where the all the degenerates up. end up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Because all the degens are looking at Kaisa's feet being like, ooh, Kaisa mommy. Like, fuck off. Holy shit. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. Dude, I saw You're not those wrong. shoes for You're the not first wrong. time in person. I was like, dude, it's like 
all he needs to do is be like, okay, here's the sequel shoes. They got fucking purple LEDs on the inside. It's like, bro, just say you play League of Legends so you lose all your fans and you can just recover. No, Please. if he says that he plays League of Legends, League of Legends literally will break every record of video games ever. I can promise <laughs> you. Uh, I hate that you're right. Kanye West has... Kanye West has like an unfortunate amount of influence over like what what happens. Mm. Like he can he he has so much power in terms of just the social consciousness of uh, the Western world. He probably holds only he probably holds more. He holds more uh, more influence than like ninety percent of politicians. I can promise that. Oh yeah. Like in in that demographic, not even yeah. a question. That's just a statement. I was I was really about the whole meme of like voting for Kanye if he ever runs for president. I can't I can't in good conscience do that at this point. Yeah, yeah. Hit. Was he actually on any ticket no, in twenty twenty? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. But I like his his fandom is also concerning because they also fuel the delusion. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's the trouble. They feel like, the delusion and it's it's really dangerous. Yeah, it's surrounding yourself with yes men is one thing, but transforming anyone that consumes your content into a yes man by default is terrifying. Like it's actually just a few steps away from being a cult and the man's already had an album where he called himself God. He also literally runs Sunday services. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I still want this to be like the world's greatest Eric Andre bit. Where that would be fucking amazing. Like just and Eric Andre would never work again. No, like which would be a shame. What What I mean is, but just imagine, ten years down the line, Kanye does like he he just keeps on going down this descent, right? To, and then mm-hmm. ten years down the line he just releases like this whole album of like, I literally spent the last 30 years acting like a mental, like just l- like a mental hospital patient just to show you how easy it is to start a cult and to gain all of this influence just to show all of you, you're all the sheep and then just like never appears in public ever again. That would be legendary. If that was like the message to the fans and he's like, yeah, you know how I've been losing fans for decades. Nah, Nah, I've been gaining sheep and I'm about to expose all of you. It would be incredible. And get everyone else back in my corner. So I lose all the crazy degenerates, but I get everyone else who ever had an interest in me back by default. So my fandom's bigger and better and stronger. And I know, sane. That would be incredible. That would be insane. That would be incredible. I don't think he's actually that smart. And I, uh, this is yeah, definitely not an no act. Way. Yeah, there is one thing that he said, though, uh, in an interview, I want to say 10 years ago, and it, it was it pertained or it it uh, uh, it was in reference to like why his messaging changed in his music. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing was when you're poor and you're working on your first album, you don't know when you're going to get your next your next meal. So you're rapping about the struggle. You're rapping mm-hmm. about making money, you know, 
trying to sell right. albums, the grind. Mm-hmm. Once you get six albums down, you've gone to platinum multiple, multiple times. If you start rapping right. about not having enough money and having to go through the grind and selling drugs to make this shit, you're not being you. You're not real. Right. So your music just has to change with your with your uh with your growth. So when I say yeah. I am a god, I truly believe that I am a god. I might not be the god that everybody uh, praises and prays to, but I am a god in my own right. And when he says shit like that, you're like low key that's kind of insightful. That that's like that all of the logic checks out. And you can see how uh, you can see people how fall people it. fall for it. And mm-hmm. I don't believe that he is doing any of this maliciously. So, like, let's right. get that out. Of, let, let's get that out there first. I don't yeah. believe that Kanye West is doing any of this shit maliciously. I believe that he really does have a mental health issue. Dude. He has many mental health issues yeah. that... Uh, have gone unchecked for far too long. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think just about anyone who has taken a psychology class that looks at the man would agree. But, I like, going back to his influence, it's kind of crazy because, like, on one hand, it's all the people who grew up with the struggle and, like, the people who, the people who have been day oneers who just, like, I'm moved by everything he does and agree with it and whatever. And then there's also this flip side of people who follow it because he's like, no, dude, he's this big. And like he talks and sings about like God and stuff. So he like reaches like a weird amount of conservatives who are about the kind of music and whatever. Where it's like, all right, I guess. Imagine like everyone's for the last 10 years been saying in the next 10 to 20 years, America is going to be in, an- in another civil war or whatever imagine they're about to declare it and Kanye like kicks in the door of Congress and says stop and it stops everyone would all of a sudden like everyone would just be like no peace everyone would come together and then that that's that sounds like it would be a Kanye music video yeah yeah for sure I mean, he's he's done a lot of really crazy shit in terms of yeah. music videos and like album covers and stuff too. Where it's like there was a there was the music video where like white people were slaves, and it, like the black people were the owners. That was a music video that he did. That's not a very like new concept, but he's also had one where right. he's like he's in bed with a wax figure of Taylor Swift. Like, he's done some really crazy shit. Well, yeah, man. He said he would let her finish. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Something tells me that's why he did it. Yeah. Something tells me that was the thought process. I mean, that I, went think, into I that. think a lot of it is just, like, he, he understands how controversial of a figure he is. So he will do mm-hmm. shit that just generates clicks and views just for the sake of being controversial like he there, right. there's the music video of him basically fucking kim kardashian like on the motorcycle in front of a green screen yeah the more we talk about it the more i'm just like hey i'm gonna go ahead and like 
copyright and trademark that idea of Kanye stopping the Civil War. Yeah, uh, because I don't know, that's man. definitely going to get made. There, he's done a lot of good for uh, art in general. Like he's he's done a lot of things that have made art a little bit more forward thinking and more accepting of certain concepts. And that's mm-hmm. that's cool. I really do like that. He's also brought up a lot of people that have become very influential in the world of fashion and music. Uh, fashion? Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Virgil Abloh, the, the original designer that owned and basically created Off-White. Um, Kanye West is the one that like kind of made him very, very famous. Mm. Uh, he recently passed away because I think of cancer. Some sort of terminal illness. Mm. But right. Kanye West has had an like an insane amount of influence over the uh, the general world of art over the course of the past two decades. Right. Oh yeah, like, that's undeniable. Uh it just sucks that it has reached a point where I can no longer support him as an artist or a person and continue to fuel his delusions. Yeah. Um, because I, I legitimately believe that it is just morally irresponsible to continue purchasing and and funding this behavior. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, a fucking... That's a take, and... You know, it's not a protest thing necessarily. It's like, no, guys, like, listen. Like, I think a lot of people You're take creating this, as a this trip. cycle that's making it all worse. And that inherently, like, if you refuse to fucking see it yourself and you're always going to be following this man and whatever he's doing, like, that's just not good for you either. And long, just save your money. Just. It was, like, it was a look funny, at the bigger picture. it was like a funny haha joke and a meme to be like, oh, Kanye's so crazy 10 years ago. Yeah. And we all thought that it was going to shift. We all thought that it was going to, like, it was going to course correct and we were all going to go back to, like, backpack Kanye. Yeah. But then it, it was didn't. just like so many people bought into it that I was like, well, you got to give the fans what they want. And it's just, it's not even fucking... you, you got to give what the fans, you, you got to give them what they want. It literally just became, we, like, instead of us being, normal people and being empathetic towards his own grieving process of losing his mother and dealing with all of this mental health shit. We just kept fueling this meme and supporting this meme and we allowed our, our financial support of his product and of his actions to uh, basically normalize his behavior. Like, yeah, the, the fans are a part of the problem. Right. Yeah. Like one hundred percent, the yeah, fans are a part of the problem, and yeah, it it just oh God. You know how much I love Kanye's music. You know how much I love right. Kanye's music. Yeah. If I'm out here now, being like, no, dude, we, it has to stop. Like the the, right. the financial support and the the support of Kanye and his and his everything, it just it has to end now. Yeah. Because he is no, going to hurt himself 
not just himself, but the people around him. And like, yeah. the world is not just fucking memes. Like, this is a serious yeah. thing that I really wish that people would take seriously. Just right. because he's but a celebrity like that doesn't demographic. mean... Like, just because right. he's a celebrity doesn't mean that he is not going through the same mental health struggles. He's been very open about it, but we just choose to ignore it. Yeah. It's like... Like you were saying with the fans and stuff, it's like, as soon as it changed and like whatever he did afterwards, it was still being monetized, but now in bigger numbers, it's just like, well, I, I don't want to shift too much now. If this is what I'm just going to keep going in this direction. And that's kind of what's created this cycle between him and his fans. My and point is... I don't think if he suffered monetarily that anything would have changed. Yeah, but I think it encouraged it to get to this point. I think it Yeah, I I agree with that. To a lesser extent. I agree with that, but I don't think didn't happen. like this course was going to happen regardless of if like he he was able to make money off of it or not. It's just now he is he is making money off of his own insanity. Right. That's that's a part of the problem. I get what you're saying that it fuels yeah. the cycle. Yeah, but yeah. at the at the same time like him being crazy and going insane was going to happen regardless of if the fans bought his shit or not. Mhm. Cuz I feel like every now and then, like with some artists that like start going through a rough patch or whatever, you know, people are just like, this one was a weird one." And then like artist doesn't put out music or doesn't do anything for a couple of years but this dude just like started getting his feet in all these other different industries so he could always be busy doing something else and just keep himself distracted so at all times he had something to be working on or pushing or putting out or creating to some extent in some industry or another and he never took the time to just like i mean he bought the house out in like fucking montana or whatever so like when he goes home he doesn't need to deal with city and people yeah. and bullshit but that's it it also like, was living just not... out there only does so much when you're not making all this product and developing your brand in three or four different directions it just wasn't uh, it also wasn't great that like his marriage kind of just became this sideshow thing yep um i don't know it it just it's so sad to, to see thanks cia say. kardashian strikes again yeah <laughs> it's sad to see a, a musical artist that i respected uh and like yeah honestly looked up to just descent into madness and like not have not really have the people around him just to tell him like yo dude no right like you we just need to get you help yeah like it it has to get to a point where if you make enough money and you're you're reaching that celebrity dumb right it, one of your friends just has to be like listen I don't give a fuck about how comfortable my life is anymore, but like if I if I lose my best friend to this shit, like right. what the fuck is the money gonna do for me? Right. 
I know his mom is the one that kept him grounded. Losing his mom is is the kind of like the catalyst for all of this. And it, right, a lot of the things that I'm saying are based off of just assumptions. Um, it, right. th- th- I'm just yeah. making assumptions based on like the results of everything that that has has come. The results right? and the timing of all of it and all that kind of stuff. But it it just feels as though there is no one in his life that genuinely cares for him. It's like it just feels as though it has always only been his mom because no one else has tried to put a stop to this shit. And it, it you you look at his marriage to Kim Kardashian and while it lasted a while, it also is just everything that involves him, whether it be his friends or the people that are around him, has always just been about monetizing him. Yeah. It's, and it's so he can keep making the money so that all of them can make the money st- or just like maintain the standard of living that they've now grown accustomed to and everything. And now he's got kids, too. So, you know, I feel like he's not that insane to not take that into account where he's got a fucking. From everything that I've up. read, he's been a very he's like a great father. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so. All well, I mean, that's present. good. But at the same time, it it's just, like it's, to an extent that all matters. That's all that matters. But like when you have this many other people following you and fucking doing like you're their Simon and when whatever you do, they say it's like, no, you still have a responsibility to an extent, not for like their day to day actions or anything. But it's like you need to like fucking maintain yourself to like use that sort of influence yeah and not just selfish gain, no, or like what, just what monetary mean, though, gain and what i mean is like when when if anything happens to him if, if he if he ends up hurting himself because of all of this right like or if he gets hurt just because of his own right delusions and and mental health state like his daughters are gonna have a chance of growing up without a dad right and it it speaks to a bigger problem of like people not being able to humanize celebrities because we look at all of them as though we look at them the same way that the Romans looked at their like minor gods or like demigods you know like Hercules and Achilles and all those people like we look up to them and we failed to remember that they're just normal fucking people. They just happen to do work that puts them in front of us. I think something that's a bit more, to, to put it in a more modern lens, I think anyone that's on a screen is just kind of seen as a character and not as a person. And whatever character you know them as, that's what you expect them to be like all the time even though no one is like any one way all the time. Yeah. No one takes that into account I think, because it's like, I think anytime this I see episode, this person on camera, it's because of this. I think this episode is the closest that we've both been to like just our normal state of being in a long time. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Thanks, Kanye. Because real, realistically, like when I'm the one that has the high energy and I'm doing all that stupid, like, when I'm just screaming and trying to be Stephen A. Smith, like that's definitely a character. Right. That that's so For far sure. removed from who I am as a person. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, people people really do fail to to remember that celebrities just want to be left alone. They might do yeah. shit that puts them in front of your screen, but for the most part, there are a couple of cases where people just want like there are some famous people that are like not great. You know, mm-hmm. yep. a lot of them have been exposed, thank God. But um, for the most part, acting and singing and performing is their job. It's the same way that your job is going into an office or working retail. Like, right. They just work the hours that you're off because you use the time that you're off to go and consume. Yeah, you your entertainment. Yeah, it's like you're paying for their service in your off time, whereas right. they're paying for your service on your on time. So, just just like imagine being just like a normal fucking retail worker, like you're working at a Coles doing like I don't know, like you're re you're rehanging up clothes that people were trying on in the 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 fitting. Yeah, room, right, right, and it's. You got off your shift after a really long fucking day. You had to work overtime because someone called in sick, right? And you didn't mm-hmm. want the overtime hours anyways because you just didn't want to fucking deal with the workers. And all you want to do is go to that Chipotle and get yourself like a burrito bowl. Right. Right when you're getting in line, 15 people run up to you and go, hey, can I take a picture with you? Can I take a picture with you? Like, how would you feel? Yeah. You just want to be on your own dude like right that's like that's why they all have the fucking Aaron people because it's like you know for in movies and stuff in general that you spend your life watching whatever it's rich people it's like you know oh go get my groceries for me and stuff it's not just because like they can afford to pay this person to go do it it's like no dude because if I go out I just get fucking mobbed yeah, and it, I want to go out in a whole outfit. I just want to fucking get takeout and eat at home. Because there's also levels to it, right? There's levels mm-hmm. to fame as well. It, you know, if you're like the only actor that I can think of right now, or actress rather, is uh, Jillian Jacobs, who plays Britta on Community. Mm-hmm. She can probably go out and be fine. She can yeah. go out, go grocery shopping, and be fine because she has never reached that level of stardom that someone like Scarlett Johansson or like right. Justin Bieber or any of them have. Yeah. Um, like she might have to like disguise herself a little bit. Like I don't think so because I think, I think that Jillian Jacobs, unless you were a fan of community, she hasn't really been in that many things. Mm. And like community fans might come up to you and be like, Oh, can I get a picture with you? But like they're, that's a much lesser demographic than like a Marvel movie fan. Oh yeah, yeah, it's insane. You know, yeah. Um, but that that's that's just the thing. I I just I really wish that younger kids and just people of our even our age range uh, would remember that celebrities are just fucking people too, man. They can make mistakes. They should be held accountable for their own actions. The one, yeah. the one weird area is like Twitch streamers and social media influencers when they're being told like, keep your fan base in check, bro. It's like, that's just not their responsibility. Yeah. Like, I can't, I'm not going to hold them accountable for the actions of other people. Like, that's just fucking crazy to me. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you think if I could 
like had any say over like how my fan base reacted that I would ever get swatted. You know how many times that's fucking happened to people? It's insane. At least a few have been like almost arrested, right? Has anyone actually died? Because that's a fucking situation. From swatting? No one has died yet, but someone is going to die soon. I can promise you someone is going to die soon. Yeah. Um, That's just one of those things, man. That's like... Prank calls when we were growing up was like calling a pizza company. Like the fucking Max Mofo shit. Where you like... On your computer, you had the Domino's call the Pizza Hut, and they argued over, like, ah, you're ordering a pizza. No, you're ordering a pizza. You called me, and it's like, ha, ha, ha. A prank call is not getting a SWAT team in someone's house when you call the police, give them the streamer's address, and say, like, I've got a gun to these kids' heads, or fucking whatever. Like, in what fucking world is that? Why is that funny? Yeah. It's like, why is putting someone's life in danger like this isn't even one of those it's because they're kids they don't have the credit card and they can't just order them a pizza like this isn't even a this isn't even at a point where i'm like oh like uh cops are just gonna come and kill you it's like no when you are calling in a crime and you're like hey it is a hostage situation we need the swat team to come in there because this person is threatening to murder someone you are putting someone's life in danger this is this is yeah. definitely not an anti-cop thing that I'm trying to right. to say, like, yeah. and it's not they're just going kids. in there with it's only that information to go off of. It's not kids that are doing this, like because when you say kids, it's like, oh man, a nine year old picked up the phone and called nine one one. Oh yeah, right. No, no, no. I, no. I, I I'm talking teens. You're fucking. We're talking about fifteen to twenty two year old kids that are just yeah. doing this, right? Right. Yeah. At that age, you should know right from wrong. Yeah. Like, you should know how wrong that specifically is. Like, of all things, like, that is the one thing that, you know, it it wasn't even a social contract a few years ago. It was unheard of to, like, call the SWAT team on someone that you just didn't like. It's disgusting. It is absolutely yeah. disgusting behavior, and like th- someone is gonna die. Yeah. Someone is gonna die unless it just becomes a felony charge of swatting. When it's just like, all right, you get called for this shit, you're going to jail. That's it. There's no, there's no getting out of this one. And even if you're a juvenile, we will charge you as an adult. Make the make the ramifications dude, of their I, a- oh, actions, God, dude. I like just with that, I'm hearing the fucking excuses that the parents of these kids make for him. Like, it's just a prank call. They would never. How could you put him in jail for something no, as silly as it, a dude. prank call? Fuck yeah, it. no, I'm just saying, like, it, just imagining those arguments. Like, if they ever actually went that far to make it, like, tried in a, as an adult fucking felony charge and shit like that. Yeah. It would just be like. Like. Do you hear yourself? It, it's a You're little bit. You're in your 30s bit. and 40s. And they're calling the SWAT team in there and telling them that this person is about to murder somebody. Yeah. You see what, like, some fucking cops do unprovoked on the news. Yeah. Like, if they go in there thinking this person is armed and ready to kill an innocent bystander... 
The adrenaline's already pumping. You're ho- the adrenaline's yeah. already pumping, and mistakes. You better can be hope made. that they are fucking like trained and like former military and go fucking by procedure. Yeah, because there's been people who you know uh, I, I forget what it was, but I remember I, I don't think it was a swatting thing, but someone called the cops on this guy in this neighborhood in like a fucking apartment complex or whatever, and it was the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, this guy just answers his door. He doesn't know it's the cops or whatever. And he just, like, has a gun in his hand. And they see the gun and immediately just light him up on the spot. Because dude just answering, like, who the fuck is at my door at, like, 3 in the morning. And he, it was just, like, a crack open. It's not like he fucking flew the door open, guns blazing or anything. He just fucking cracked it open. They saw the gun in one hand. And he just got lit the fuck up. You know? I don't know if it was called for like a domestic or what the fuck the call was in the first place. Nine out of ten times, I mean, it's like probably that kind just of the shit cops happens. got the wrong address. Yeah, you know, and yeah, like someone someone already died. Crazy. That. Like, look, I, if if the consequences are if the consequences are uh, severe enough, people will just stop doing this shit. I know how like stupid and draconic that sounds. I get it. I'm not generally yeah. a person that believes in that kind of like in, in in that series of a thing, but when it comes to swatting in general, that shit has to stop. Yeah. And like I don't even know why that's funny. I think it's it's it has to be that like high school mindset because like we're fucking in our like late twenties now, so we know like we look back on those memes and we're like, ah, you know what? Maybe shouldn't have said that to those people in that situation. Probably a bad call. I don't know if kids are just that blind to what the idea of what the consequences might be could be to these people, and how much of it is just like, oh, if I do this. Then I get to be like, oh, that was me. Haha, ha. look, look what I did. I made the cop show up on the stream. I did that. I'm famous. I you know, think I don't know. That's a, that's a very fair point. I think that that's that's a huge that plays a huge part of it. Where like these kids are doing it for the fame. It's not even because it's funny. Because when we would do prank calls, like no matter how selfish it was and no matter how much of a shit, like how much of a shitty kid we were, like we got amusement out of it. Like, it was literally to make us laugh. There was not this idea of, like, oh, if I do this thing, I will become famous. Right. So, yeah, I I think you are right. I think part of it is these fucking high school kids, these young college kids being like, oh, if I get called out for swatting so-and-so streamer, I'll get famous because they have to use my Twitter handle. Yeah, it's it's fucked. Dude. I don't know. This whole thing just sounds like two old men screaming at children on their lawn. Hell yeah. <laughs> this episode was a little bit of a mess. Really throwing it back. Yeah. This episode is definitely really this this episode was a mess, but it's our second to last one. Fuck it. We're definitely just done. Oh yeah. Oh, we've been there. You guys know we've been oh, there. Oh man, on one more, one we've more. Been Jesse. here since week three. One more, one more, and we don't have to fucking do this ever again. 
one more and yep. we don't have to do this ever again. The question is, are we going to tell them about the project yet? Or will we just tell them next week? Or do oh. we just not tell them? Fuck them. Who says that we're working on another project for sure anyways? I, we could just give up. Yeah. True. I guess I can just go... We just blue ball them and just never release next week's episode? I can go to law school. I can just drop this whole shit and go to law school. This this could be it. This could be it for my art career. You peaked? This is your peak? This is my peak. 127 views. Oh, sorry. 141 views. Yeah, wait, hold on. on. Um, check our... Check our... Uh, oh, anchor. Check yeah, our yeah, anchor yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. But yeah, no, I, like... Leave a comment. Why did why did you guys like the miracle, the one where we discover the miracle of birth so much? Miracle that of got life. like an obscene of yeah, the miracle of life. Sorry, like that just got way too many fucking. I think people views for I, no reason. Yo, I think what happened was I tagged mom's pussy in there, and people are really fucking strange. <laughs> Let's be real here, y'all freaks. Y'all are fucking freaks. Um. 34 cents. 34 cents. That's almost enough to buy half of a McChicken. Anyways, guys, do the thing. Links are in the description. Uh, Jesse, go ahead. Do your usual sign out. I, what do you mean? I may do the thing. You always go, ah, oh, anchor, if you think you can do better than us. Well, yeah. But, like, now we don't care. So, like, eh. But, yeah, go anchor. All right, last one next week. You guys heard about that shit at the top. Last one next week. We'll see you freaks later. Bye.